0: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course... Don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts.
1: everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Talon Jenkins, joined with our hosts we have Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Boys, we're back, or at least I'm back. How the fuck are we doing tonight?
0: Doing great here, i got a Monday night show. H- happy to have you back Talon, back on your feet, back recording here. So I'm ready to, to get
1: going here.
2: Yeah, it looks like I came down with whatever Talon had there. I think they call it COVID these days. But uh, unlike him, I'm powering through it.
1: <laughs> I'm too soft, buddy. What do you expect? A leaf fan. That's what you get. All right, before we get rocking and rolling here, we'll uh we'll do what we always do. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be if you're looking to make some money. College hoops, you know, we're, uh, we're, I guess we're still a little bit ways away, but March Madness is right around the corner here, gentlemen, and I'm sure there'll be tons of content there. The golf PGA has started firing up. I lost a bit of money on the tour on the weekend, barely. I John Rom, he missed out by one stroke for me. Pretty fucking pissed, but Cameron Smith was on fire. NFL playoffs are starting, NHL is rocking and rolling. You can find out all the information on picks, anything else you need for pretty much all those sports I just listed at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. And of course, would it be a podcast if I'm not pumping those fucking tires in that Slack group? Go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack channel. The hockey channel we have in there is absolutely incredible. We've been having a lot of fun lately. Player props, all these cool things. KHL bets. We've been having a blast in there. So if you're not in the Slack group, get your ass in that Slack group.
0: Yeah, the other night after not seeing Talon for a week, he just comes in hot with these KHL picks overnight. You'll, you'll have to see it there in the Slack. So you, there's always something going on. So make sure you check that out. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast feed wherever you listen to your podcasts. If that's on Apple, it's sg.pn hockey. And for Spotify, it's sg.pn slash hockey Go ahead, follow us, subscribe, rate, review. Let us know how much you love us.
1: All right, we'll jump into uh, last week's show that we had here, the uh, the Joel and Ryan special for the Locks, Dogs, and Totals I'll, uh, I'll start things off. I did the exact same as I did the show before, considering I went 0 03 that show and I had no picks this show. So I can say it's an even or an even tie for myself.
0: Uh, yeah, the Ryan and Joel special show did not go too well for my picks. I had uh, my lock was the Panthers minus 130 in Dallas. They, they forced overtime, but they lost in a shootout. Uh, the Rangers plus 135 is my dog in Vegas just didn't show up. And then Columbus Devils over six. They, they didn't score much, and then they played a few nights later and got to over six and a half. So tough there, 0-3, but hoping to bounce back tonight.
2: For myself, uh, the Avalanche in regulation, uh, they're playing the Jets. That was a comfortable winner. I think they won 7-1. to one. And for my dog, I went the Lightning puck line uh, against the Flames. That was easy. I think it was 4 or 5 nothing, something like that. Or I think the Flames scored a goal late. Anyway, uh, and then the total is a postponed game. with The Ducks team total over two and a half, so I'll take the two and zero.
1: Oh. All right, as it stands, Ryan Joel is kicking our ass here, so we gotta, we kind of gotta get our shit together here and at least, uh, yeah. at least make a battle out of this.
0: We got a tag team, man. We we got plenty <laughs> of time left. Don't worry.
1: Could we add our scores together and maybe that'll count for something, or what?
2: it <laughs> will make it double uh, worse. <laughs> <laughs> <What>?
1: Fuck. <laughs> All right, boys. Oh. We'll jump into some uh, NHL news and discussions here. Uh, not, I guess, there's been a little bit going around the league. We'll start it off. If you haven't noticed, the Edmonton Oilers have been an absolute complete shit show here. Ryan, jump in a little bit for us.
0: I mean, the Oilers, just in general, have you know have always been Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, and then nothing else. And that's really been evident recently. Um, one, after one of their last games, uh, Tippett called out Koskinen in some ways, and there was a brutal mistake. And Koskinen fired back saying he knows he has to be better. But at the same time, we scored seven goals in my last six losses. I can't score goals. And Tippett said it was taken out of contest, ta- contact. So a lot, a lot of friction there in the room in Edmonton. You have to think something's going on. You know, they started out well. But since uh, December 3rd, they lost in Seattle. They're 2-9-2, and they're getting outscored 50-31. to I mean, it's... If, if McDavid and Drysdale aren't doing anything for them, nothing's happening. That's how it's been for years. And, you know, we thought it would, would be better this year, hopefully, but it, it's just not in Edmonton. It's just a, a complete mess.
2: Yeah, they better fix their shit because uh, if it keeps going like this, McDavid's not going to stay happy forever. And uh, then Edmonton will be back in the doldrums with their star player. So I think they'll do whatever they can to make them happy. So <laughs> if it keeps going like this, then uh, it's, it's going to be a busy offseason for them.
1: But like, what does it take, man? Like, this is a team that needs goaltending. They need defense. They need secondary scoring. Like, are these all things you can get in the off season? Like, I know the free agent market is is okay, but you do tend to overpay. They're gonna have to figure some shit out in Edmonton.
0: I mean, they they got Zach Hyman. They got him on a long <laughs> deal. They got, I mean, Duncan Keith is chewing up cap space there, five and a half million. Cody Cc three point two million for three years after this one. It's just like Ooh. a lot of money tied up to not great players and i don't think i don't think they even have like good prospects or much future assets to trade for people so they have to turn it around there internally somehow
1: ken holland's gonna uh dial up his old pal pavel datsuk bring him out of retirement <laughs> all right moving down here uh some more interesting news i think with, on our very first show i think we ever did first or second show we talked about how much of a fuck up evander kane was well the sharks finally had enough It looks like San Jose has officially terminated Evander Kane's contract. Now, the NHLPA did file grievances towards this. I kind of feel like they're just, you know, playing optics, doing this because they have to. But still, Evander Kane officially a free agent, I guess.
0: Yeah, they they just have to file this just to kind of stick up for their player. But they're not going to win it. And you know what? Someone's going to pick up Evander Kane. We saw the Hurricanes pick up Tony D'Angelo after he was kind of blackballed for all of last season. After supposedly like starting something with the Rangers there. He's in Carolina. Carolina's rolling. No one really cares that much vocally about it as long as they're winning. So you could see some team taking a chance on that with Kane, you know? It it could be Edmonton. Who knows?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's fair to compare Tony D'Angelo to Evander Kane. (laughs) Tony Angelo (laughs) does not have the history that Kane does. I think that he's he's pretty much done. Uh It'll take some some magical PR stuff to get him get him going because wherever he goes, there's there's some problems. I remember he had problems with the uh, the core group in Winnipeg, and uh, who did he who did he play for after Winnipeg? There was a team in there. Oh fuck! The Jets and the Sharks. Anyway, he didn't work out there either. It's just this guy's not going to make it in the NHL. He's 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 too selfish, and he just doesn't make the right decisions. So
0: I think he's done. Oh, he, he was in Buffalo for a year and a half. That, Buffalo that explains yeah. it there.
1: Holy fuck. Well, I'll give him a break for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's ugly on both sides. Yeah. Eh? It sucks because, like, this... Let's face it. Like As a player, Evander Kane has all the skill in the world. I think last year he led San Jose in points, if I'm not mistaken. This is a guy that can play on the ice, but... At what point do you, I don't know, I don't want to be a dick, but like, at what point do you grow the fuck up a little bit, you know, especially when you are in debt as much as he is, get your shit together, shut your fucking mouth and take an NHL contract somewhere. Maybe he has to sign 1.3 million and, you know, build his reputation back up. I, I don't know what it is, man, but it's it's been pretty ugly.
0: Maybe see him go to the KHL for a year or two, get his get his game back. But I don't even know if Russia would take him. Who, who knows what goes on oh, over there?
1: Oh, buddy, don't Russia take anybody. Take him. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think the
0: game would fit in there, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Vanguard, oh, no, oops. Uh, he,
0: he, he would not fit in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he can join metallurg with that asshole Brendan Lepsick and they can just be on a piece of shit line. Who knows? <laughs> um, all right, we'll move her on down a little bit here. We've had a bit of a a talk out of... We've talked about a lot of shit shows so far in the news. Let's keep it going here. The Arizona Coyotes. Jacob Chikrin. uh, The sweepstakes are starting to kind of add up a little bit. You can't expect this guy to probably be moved, you know, maybe before the trade deadline here. Uh, As per Jeff Merrick, he's saying the asking price has kind of leaked a bit. Arizona's looking for a top young player currently playing in the league, a top prospect, and a first-round pick. Is this... It's almost more than what uh that or what Buffalo got for Jack Eichel. No, like is this really worth it for Chickering or is Arizona kind of pushing it a little bit? Uh,
0: yeah, I don't really know. I haven't watched too many Coyotes games, so I don't know how good Chickering is. Like whenever I, I see them doing well, it's usually Chickering is involved. So he he's a good defenseman. He's only twenty three. Has a four point six million cap it through twenty twenty five. So that's probably why the why the price is so high. But yeah, Arizona is gonna probably have to trade him i don't know if it'll be in season because a lot of those big trades more so happen in the off season but looking at the cap friendly page i mean coyotes have a shit ton of draft picks this year they have three Mm -hmm. first round picks and five second round picks so if they can trade him and get another first round pick and try to get some sort of rebuild going here in the next next few years i mean who knows maybe hockey in the desert could work
2: yeah uh, i likewise have not watched a lot of coyotes games this year um but he, according to his stats and what I'm hearing, he's not playing nearly as well as he did last year. So uh, maybe they maybe they get this last year, but uh, when they buy it, when they sell high, but this year he, he's not playing up to that level. So I think that this is a bit of a reach, especially considering um, uh, they, everyone knows they're, they're going to try to sell him. Uh, so it's it's not a good spot for the Coyotes there. But yeah, like you said, they have a whole bunch of draft picks. Uh, I, I think they will they will take a, a bit off this price. Yeah, given it's more of a buyer's market, I would say at this point.
1: No, you hit the uh, you hit the nail right on the head there, dude. Definitely is a buyer's market going into free agency, or not free agency, rather the trade deadline. And this is a good player though. Like I, I'm kind of with you guys. I I don't fucking live, sleep, and breathe Arizona Coyote games. But from what I have seen from the guy, he's a good player on a shit team. Maybe even a great player on a shit team. He's still 23. He's on a very valuable contract. And defense is a luxury in this league. If you can get it, there's going to be teams willing to pay the price. Now, this price, definitely a bit too through the roof for me, especially when teams know that Arizona is looking to move him. They know that he's not going to be in their plans in the future. They're kind of trading from a position of weakness, not incredibly weak, but still from a weaker spot. They're going to have to mark it down here. Now, I got to step in and say something. I try not to make things about the Toronto Maple Leafs on this show (laughs) as a Leafs fan. But some of the shit I have heard from Leafs Twitter to get this player has been absolutely fucking ridiculous. I've heard people say, like, Ilya Mikheyev, Travis Dermott, and a sixth-round pick for Jacob Chikrin. Get the fuck out of here. If you think it's going to take something that fucking easy to get a player of this caliber, you have to be high off your fucking rocker. I just got to say, that's absolutely ridiculous. Keep your fucking head a shake. This is a good player that hopefully will uh, will give a boost to a team that needs it this
0: is also a situation where like they're trading a good young player on a good contract so they kind of have to ask for a lot but also like they're trying to trade trade him to get a player that might be as good as him like so it doesn't really make sense for them he's 23 Clayton keller's pretty good he's 23 they could be like the more veteran core if they are trying to rebuild i don't know if there's like frustration there on chikrin's end but he's he's a good piece for them to either have or sell They're, they're Unless there's frustration I don't know about, it. I haven't looked into it too deeply. I mean, it, I don't think they're in a position of weakness. It's just a matter of maybe right now in the with the buyer's market they are, but overall they, they shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, I guess it does just kind of come down to timeline. And like you said, he is, you know, only 23. So he's still, you know, Christ, he's got at least a good, I don't know, seven to 15 years ahead of him and still in this league. But now I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. That's for sure.
0: It just reminds me, just because Talon mentioned the Leafs, how how Flyers fans want to just start a complete rebuild. They want to trade Drews, probably want to get traded, as Elliot Friedman said, but they want to like look at trading like oh Travis Konechny, Joel Faraby, Ivan Provorov, Travis Sanheim, good young players who are are hard to find, and like they want to trade them for draft picks who might be players as good as them. It's just it's just confusing to me, depending on where the team decides to go with the rebuild.
1: Do you want what you have or do you want the magic beans? Hey, <laughs> who fucking exactly. knows, you know?
0: Yeah. College football's championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K, P-I-C-K, is the original no fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for not only bowl games, but hockey, NFL, concerts, NBA, and more. There's plenty of bowl games coming up, but there's plenty of hockey games coming up as well. There's some Flyers games I'm looking to go to. I'm going to be checking out TickPick for those tickets there. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge. It, that lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their tickets. If you don't believe it, you can find better. if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So visit TickPick today at TickPick.com SGP. That's TickPick.com SGP. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. From NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max wager match is $750 for a $1,500 match. Why not use some of those bonuses to bet on our mortal locks this week? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Have you heard about PricePix? Picks? PricePix Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. PricePix has the best NHL DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NHL props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as the bottom six grinders. They offer any prop you can think of, from shots to goals and everything in between. You can pick two to five players in an over-under on their projections to win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you against the projected numbers. They allow mixed sport entries as well, so you can take the over on a Connor McDavid prop combined with the under on a LeBron James prop in the same entry. You can use the the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy.
1: All right, fellas, well, that pretty much covers our NHL news and uh, and discussions that we had going on here. We have a, in a COVID era, we have a big eight-game Tuesday slate here. You boys ready to jump into it or what? Let's get it. All right, let's fucking rock and roll for, do. what is it, Tuesday, January the 11th. We'll kick things off at the 7 p.m. slot. We have the Chicago Blackhawks against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Game itself is in Columbus. Looks like Chicago money line pays off minus 115. Columbus money line minus 105. The over-under is set at 5.5. Overpaying minus 120. The underpaying plus 100. I'll kick this one off for us, boys. I'm riding my jackets. This is a Columbus game all the way. Moneyline paying off, minus 105. The jackets at home are 11-5-1 this year. The Hawks on the road, 6-11-2. This, to me, screams Columbus. Now, the only thing I don't believe Merzlikens is starting, I believe it's Corpusello. He's not bad, though. He's had some good games. Didn't he put up, like, what was that, fucking, like 72 saves in playoffs two years ago in the bubble against Tampa or something crazy like that? I'm riding Columbus at home here.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm glad you brought up the home record there, 11-5-1. And looking deeper into it, their losses. They lost to Carolina, Washington, the Rangers, the Ducks in a shootout, Carolina again, and Tampa Bay. They haven't lost to any bad teams at home yet, and the Blackhawks are a bad team. They apparently had a players-only meeting after their uh, sixth loss in a row against Arizona and then came out with uh, Marc-Andre Fleury's return to Vegas. They got outshot 31-21, pulled out a 2-1 win, I don't see them putting in another another effort like that in Columbus. Columbus, you know, they both teams kind of have some some COVID issues, but Columbus has their top players. They have Line, they have Voracek, they have Wierenski. I don't really think it matters too much who's in net there. I, I like Columbus here a lot, especially at minus at 105 at home where they've been so good and Chicago's been so poor on the road. So minus 105 for the Jackets here.
2: I'm looking the other way than you guys here with uh, the Blackhawks. You mentioned the players only meeting. I think that that is a... Uh it leads to a sustained energy and a higher level of play as we saw against the Knights. And I think it'll keep up in this one, even though you could argue it's maybe like a a emotional letdown spot with flurry, you know, coming back from that old, uh, heartfelt win over the Knights. But, uh, I think that the Chicago Blackhawks are in a good spot here. They're playing a little more intensity, but it's not a strong play. I'm probably not going to bet this. And if you do want to bet this, I think you can wait on Chicago. I think that, uh, the Jackets will get some money and they will close as a favorites. Uh Yeah, Blackhawks would be my lane. No strong play here, though.
1: Right on. We'll move down again to the 7 p.m. slot. We have the Vancouver Canucks against the Florida Panthers. Game itself is in Florida. Uh, looks like Vancouver money lines is paying off plus 180. Florida money line minus 225. The Florida puck line is at plus 105. Over under set at six. Over paying off minus 120. The under plus 100. Uh, Joel, back to you, buddy. What do you think?
2: Yeah, the uh, the over is uh, a good shout in every Panthers game, right? They're uh, twenty and fourteen to the order, but it, it's been more that way lately, uh, especially since the restart. They've uh, let's see, they've, they've one, two, three, four, five, six, six games in a row have gone to the over, and uh, the Canucks are actually since Bruce Brojo, Bruce Boudreau has taken over, they're twelfth in expected goals, uh, so they're 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 they should be scoring more than they are, actually. They're they're underperforming that metric, but I think that they could put a few past Bobrovsky here, and you know the Panthers can score it well. They're, I think they're number two right now in expected goals. So as long as we don't get goalie, I like the over in this spot a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I also like the over. I think, like you said, Florida has had six straight overs. They've scored four or more goals in all six of those games, including... A uh, five spots, six, five, and nine. Like they're their scoring goes goals kind of at will here. And Vancouver hasn't played, it's gonna be in, in ten days. They last played on New Year's Day. They beat Seattle five-two. They're also kind of scoring goals. We also could see some sloppy defense from them not having game action for so long. So I kind of I like the over here. I'm also looking at possibly the Canucks at plus one and a half. Ooh. They should be able to hang in it. I think plus one and a half is like minus one twenty or around there. Plus one minus one twenty-five. Um, so I feel like we could see uh, could see an overtime game here the Flor- the Panthers have kind of screwed me when I have bet them in regulation so they do go to overtime a decent amount when they're when they're big favorites as an underdog of one and a half goals Vancouver's 16 and seven this season as a favorite of one and a half goals Florida's 13 and 16. so uh, plus one and a half at minus 125 you're not going to see that very often and it might be worth taking here.
1: Love me a reverse puck line I'm glad you brought that up I might just sprinkle it. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to fade you guys. I'm saying this is going to be a goalie game here. I know, uh, I know Canucks haven't played in a while. Florida has been firing on all cylinders lately, but you still got my boy, big Dick Thatcher Demko in the mix with a 2.55 goals against average, a 0.920 save percentage and one shutout against Sergei Bobrovsky. Again, 2.57 goals against average and a 0.917 save percentage. This has potential to be a goalie game. And with the number set at six, the push is in play potentially. Give me the plus money on the under at six here. Um, oh, that's such a hot take. The fucking police are after <laughs> it, baby. Bobrovsky back on the force. Moving down to the 7 p.m. slot here, we have the Carolina Hurricanes against the Philadelphia Flyers. Game itself is in Philadelphia. Carolina money lines paying off minus 200. Philadelphia, money line, plus 170. Uh, Carolina puck line is sitting at plus 125. The over-under set at 5.5, overpaying minus 120. The under, plus 100. Ryan, what do you got here, bud?
0: Um, I'm thinking it's going to be another another bad game for the Flyers here. We were talking in the Slack group about how if Carolina's the best team in the league. They're, they're definitely top five. They're 3-0-1 since the break. Their own loss was last time out in the second half of a back-to-back. They lost to Florida, 4-3. Uh, the Flyers have lost five straight. The Hurricanes already beat the Flyers 6-3 on Black Friday in Philadelphia. The Flyers did pull out the win in, in, in Carolina, 2-1 on November 12th. But those two games combined, Carolina outshot the Flyers 76-51. And the Flyers still have a lot of players on the COVID list. They got Sanaheim back. They might get one or more of Konek, Nijiru, and Proveroff back for the game. But they're still with Equatoria. They still don't have more than several to nine to ten actual NHL players on the roster. My, my best play here would probably be Carolina team total over three and a half. I would imagine it would be minus 130 to 150 in there. Uh, Carolina scored four or more goals in five straight games before their loss to Florida. And the Flyers allowed four or more goals in, in three straight before their 3-2 loss in San Jose. So Carolina should be able to kind of run up the score here. And I kind of do like the over, especially because it's set at five and
2: a half well you're not quite there uh ryan the i bet this earlier over three and a half on pinnacle it's uh plus 108 so, really Ooh. yeah so that's a pretty decent sized bet there for me wow and yeah you can uh figure where i'm going with this one i love uh the canes in this spot they they had a rough back-to-back playing the panthers um and they almost won that game too went to overtime but uh that that was a bad spot for them um this is a this is a great bounce back spot you know the, the flyers are actually they've taken the lead in terms of uh, expected goals against and the canes are uh right at the top there in expected goals for so that just uh <laughs> that tells you everything you know um and you know we know we know the flyers goalies are not gonna mask those those numbers so i love goals in this spot and uh i like the uh, canes to run away with this one minus one and a half at plus 125. Uh, I don't think the Flyers can keep up here. Uh, as long as the Canes are are motivated, and they should be, uh, this will be an easy victory for them.
1: I'm uh, I'm right with there with everything you guys both said. I'm loving that Carolina team total. What do you say? Was that 3.5 playing off plus 108 or some shit like that? Yeah. Love that, and I love Carolina puck line uh, playing off plus 125 here. I don't see how they don't bounce back from that Florida series and just absolutely light the lamp against the. Uh, the struggling Philadelphia Flyers right now, if you will.
0: Yeah, and the more I look at it, the more I like the over five and a half in the game. Because Carolina's is going to score four or five themselves. And the Flyers should be able to get two or three, hopefully. So and especially at five and a half, get that before it moves up to six.
1: It's a very good point as well. All right, we'll move down again to the 7 p.m. slate here. We have the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Buffalo Sabres. Game itself is in Buffalo. Looks like Tampa Bay money line pays off minus 260. Buffalo money line plus 205. Uh, Tampa Bay puck line minus 130. The over under is set at six. Over pays minus 115. The under minus 105. I mentioned it earlier on the show, boys. I love me a greasy backdoor puck line. And you might think to yourself, Tampa Bay versus Buffalo, is this guy fucking nuts? Give me the Buffalo Sabres puck line, paying off plus 100 here. Six of their last seven losses have been by one goal. And these aren't against slouch teams, too. You got teams like the New York Rangers, you got teams like Boston in the mix, you've got Minnesota all included. I think Buffalo might be able to keep this one a bit closer than we like to think, especially keeping in mind that Brian Elliott is expected to get the start for Tampa Bay here. So it might be a pretty shitty, pretty dumb pick, but I'm going to take the gamble here, maybe throw a half unit. Buffalo puck line plus one, or sorry, plus 100.
0: Ooh, I did not know Brian Elliott's kind of start. The, the more you said there, the more I kind of I kind of like this line plus one and a half because I was looking at, at kind of trying to find an angle to, to bet the lightning. I can't really trust them. Minus one and a half. I don't think. I don't know if that's even worth it at minus one thirty. So Buffalo plus one and a half might be the play. They're twenty-one and twelve as a plus one and a half underdog on, on the spread. Tampa Bay is ten and nineteen as a one and a half goal favorite. I had written down in my notes to take Tampa Bay in regulation, but I may have to join you there on the uh, Buffalo. Buffalo plus one and a half.
2: You guys are nuts.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is not the Sabers that started the year uh, real hot. They're they're. They're fatiguing badly. Uh, they don't have the the juice to get up for this game. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't have the players either. Though they're, they're they got a whole bunch of guys in the COVID list, including their new guy Alex Tuck and uh, Peyton Crabs, uh, Kyle Pozo. They might be back. You never know this stuff. But as of now, they're still on that list, and uh, they lost uh, Tej Thompson too. He's one of their best goal scorers this year. Uh, if the Lightning had beat the Bruins, I might be seeing you guys' logic there. But I think that this is a is a strong bounce back spot for them. Even though uh, Brian Elliott does not does not give me any confidence, um, <laughs> I think the team performs in front of them and they they, they get this win. Um, maybe it, maybe it's just a one goal game, but I I would lean towards the Lightning covering the one and a half myself.
1: You know, you said there's a lot of guys Buffalo's missing here, but don't forget they got the hockey gambling podcast's favorite goalie uka pekka getting the nod here for Buffalo. We'll ride with our fucking oracai friend,
2: eh? (laughs) Isn't it Malcolm Subban, possibly?
1: I don't know. I saw saw Uka-Pekka-Lukkanen, and I love saying that name, so I'm going with it.
0: I I, I saw Vasily and Subban, so I don't know what Talon's looking at, but I'm I'm hoping hoping it's his goalies.
1: (laughs) Maybe I still got the COVID in me. Who fucking knows?
0: PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. The average PropSwapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets on PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN.
1: All right, we'll move her on down again here, boys, down to the 8 p.m. slot. We have the Colorado Avalanche against the Nashville Predators. It uh, looks like the game itself is in Nashville. Colorado Moneyline pays off minus 155. Nashville Moneyline plus 135. The over-under is set at 6.5. Over pays minus 105. And the under minus 115. Joel, what are you thinking here, bud?
2: Uh, well, uh, the Avs are playing in a, a few hours here as of this uh, recording. Yeah. Um. Against the Kraken minus 400 favorites or something like that. No big deal. Uh, We'll have to see how that game goes. But for this one, I, if I had to pick a pick right now, I would say uh, I'll lean to the under in this one. Uh, The lines apparently as high as six and a half. I think that is a good spot. I know the Colorado they're scoring like uh, what seven or eight goals a game now. but they, they're not playing against UC Saros every night. He's a uh, top three or four goalies in the league right now. He, he's uh, playing at an insane level. And, of course, he's always better at home. So, hmm, we'll have to see which which Avalanche goalie plays. I think it'll be Kemper. Uh, and he you have to hope that he gets better after that lousy first half or first period performance against the Leafs. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like the under here a lot. I don't think that... You know, the Avs' uh, scoring record is sustainable. Uh, yeah, I think that they they cool down a little bit, and this is a good spot with the Nashville slowing the team down. So under six and a half, or uh, under six at a better number, would be my my option in this one.
0: Yeah, under six and a half is probably the, the lean there for the total, especially with how how well Saros is playing. And you know, t- today I, I placed actually a futures bet for Saros to win the Vesna. So. He's playing really well. He's going to continue to play well and, and carry the Predators. Like, I've I've been screwed by the Predators too many times, carrying them out. I've been fooled by them. But, you know, I I like the Preds here. Avalanche in a back-to-back with travel. You got Sorrow starting at home. Uh, that, real good value there as, as a home dog. The only issue is Tampa Bay or the Avalanche are 2-0 this season. On the second half, of back-to-backs, and dating back to last season, they've won their last seven in that spot. So, it's giving me some some pause there. But I feel like a plus 135, you you can't go wrong taking the Predators at that price.
1: Yeah, I'm with there with both of you guys. You know, the more that you talked about Colorado coming off a of back-to-back here, I don't hate Nashville money line. You know, as a plus 135 dog, especially at home, but uh, the under at 6.5 is definitely the play here for me, paying off minus 115. The fact that this number is that high, I know Colorado is coming off a of back-to-back, but UC Saros has played that well. And truth be told, Nashville, even as a team, they're only 14th in league for uh, for goal scoring here. So it's not like they're uh, they're too much of a juggernaut offensively either. So with those two uh, mixed up, I'm liking the under 6.5 and minus 115. Joel, you brought it up too. Even if it does drop down to 6, probably still play it. Uh, moving down to the 10 p.m. slate here, we have the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Anaheim Ducks, baby. Game itself is at the Quack Palace in Anaheim. Let's fucking go. Pittsburgh Moneyline paying off minus 145. The fucking Ducks are a home dog at plus 125. The over-under is set at 5.5 paying minus 115. The under, again, 5.5 paying off minus 105. If you're not betting the ducks on this fucking game i don't know why the fuck you're even listening to this show okay we've been pumping the tires all year long the slack group's been quacking i i low key i think as a collective all of all of our friends in the slack group as us on this show we're kind of we're kind of maybe a tad responsible for some of the success anaheim's having here this year boys we're manifesting it we're putting it out in the fucking universe Give me the home dogs at the fucking Quack Palace, plus 125. This is a team that's 12-5-4 at home. Fuck Pittsburgh. I didn't even look into how Pittsburgh's doing lately. I'm sure they're doing just fine. Actually, I know, what is it, Tristan Jari's actually lighting the fucking lamp in that for him. But it doesn't matter, because he's going to get his tits lit. Give me Anaheim, plus 125 at home. Fucking Quack.
0: You know normally I'll, I'll be right there with you on the Ducks here, but especially at the Quack Palace, but I have to lean to the Penguins here. They won ten in a row prior to their blowing a two-nothing lead in Dallas on Saturday. I feel like they're going to be coming out hot after that one against the Ducks, who scratched out a shootout win on Sunday against Detroit after losing 4-1 to the Rangers. They only got 14 shots in that game against the Rangers, and they allowed 39 against the Red Wings. They got outshot 36-27. So, I feel like a good team like the Penguins coming in, they're going to especially off a loss, they're going to come in come in hot. I feel like minus one forty five is a really low line for Pittsburgh, and they should be bigger favorites here.
2: Yep, totally agree with that. Uh, you know, you have liked the Ducks cash for us a lot this season, but uh, this is a, a bridge too far. I don't think that they uh, should only be plus one twenty five. Should be a lot higher for that for me to bet them. Uh, Penguins, they're awesome on the road. Uh, they've only lost uh, four games in regulation away from pittsburgh and uh you know what their underlying numbers are very good um they're fifth in the league in terms of uh expected goals for and second best in the league in terms of expected goals again so it's not just jari he's getting a lot of support from his defense he's playing very differently this year than they have in the past few years uh it's no longer the the high flying offensive onslaught it's uh protect the net and I think that that's a good recipe to play the Ducks uh, because they, they kind of play the same way. Um, not as much as they used to, but even this year as well. They're, they're, not, a, they're not a high scoring team. They rely a lot on the, the power play and uh, some elite shooting from guys like Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers. Uh, I think that the Penguins can have the the stuff to stop them in this one. So I, I love the Penguins here at only minus 145. That line will go up, I think, before faceoff.
1: All right, you guys can both eat my ass. Moving down here to the 10 p.m. slate. Boys, we might have the game of the night right here. None other than the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs against the Vegas Golden Knights. Game itself is in Vegas. Toronto money lines paying off minus 105. Vegas money lines paying off minus 115. Over-under set at six. Over-paying off minus 105. The under-paying off minus 115. I got two plays here. I was going to do three plays, but I decided to not be a total asshole. I'm going to. Give me the Leafs money line. We're looking for a bounce back after that fucking blow up that we had against Colorado. That should have been fucking two points. We pissed it all away on Jack Campbell's birthday or the day before. That's not going to happen again. We're going to fucking beat Vegas because Vegas is fake. Not even making the playoffs. Wait for the explosion. I'm telling you. It doesn't fucking matter. Leafs minus 105. Oh, baby, I'll bet my life savings on it. I got another play here. I got the under six paying off minus 115 and I got one goddamn reason for you. And this might come off a, a little bit strong, a little bit bold, but I don't give a shit. Boys, we're talking about Vesna candidate Jack fucking Campbell. Listen to these numbers here. 17, five and three record goals against average 1.99 save percentage 0.936 with four shutouts on the season as it currently stands. Now, let me tell you right now, the Leafs haven't had a goalie of this quality, or at least playing of this quality, for a long goddamn time, all right? Maybe even back to Felix Potvin, maybe Kujo got hot. I would probably say Ed Belfour was probably the last time Leafs had a goalie playing this well. Not to discredit Frederick Anderson, but Jack Campbell's single-hand, not single-handedly, but he's doing a pretty goddamn good job carrying this team right now. Give me the under six at minus 115, and give me Toronto Moneyline, minus 105.
0: You almost talked me into, into the Leafs there, but I'm, I'm still just, this is a complete toss-up for me. This is a great game. I mean, the 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 line shows it there with Toronto minus 105, Vegas minus 115, pretty much a pick 'em. I can't even get really a read on, on the total here because I could see it like a high-scoring game like it was for in Colorado. I could see a low-scoring game with a goalie battle. So my play here would be to, to wait for a live spot, wait if one of the teams goes up by two, bet, bet the other team plus one and a half or plus two and a half. This is going to be, this should be a close game no matter what, especially if it's low scoring like, like talent thinks it'll be. I love, I love finding the better teams or just a good team when they're down by one, by, by two betting them plus one and a half. Cause you know, they're going to come back. You can either, either get value out of that cashing it out or hedging or just letting it ride. So I feel like join the Slack group and uh, wait for some live spots from this one.
2: Yeah. Both of these teams are in uh, similar situations after kind of, Pissing away leads on Saturday, um, Toronto of course against the Avs. That was a you know, more typical of the Leafs, but the Knights too. They uh, they also lost a lead against an inferior team. Uh, not saying the Abs are inferior, different situation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Knights they 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 should have uh, strangled the the Blackhawks, but of course you talked about that players only meeting, Flurry's return, all that stuff. So. They're also in the same spot if they want to get some vengeance here bounce back spot and all that uh, it's a tough one to call and that's why you see them out of pick em. um but yeah if i had to bet this game right now I would, I would also look to the under um we we know that the the knights are a great scoring team high octane offense always at the top of the board in terms of expected goals for and a lot of times expected goals against as well but the leafs you know they they're they're, they're Kind of a different team this year. They're they're focusing more on defense, of course. Campbell's playing awesome. Um top five goalie in terms of expected goals saved. Um and the Knights, too, once they once they lost patch already, we saw that their their offense isn't the same. The power play isn't the same. They they don't score as much. They're a little more conservative going forward. So under six
1: is my bet in this one. All right. Moving down here, it looks like the last game on the slate for the Tuesday nighter. We have oh fuck what a game too. We have the Detroit Red Wings against the San Jose Sharks. Game itself is in San Jose at 10:30 p.m. Uh, Detroit money pays off plus 115. San Jose money line minus 135. Over/under set at 5.5. Overpaying minus 115. The under minus 105. Ryan, bring us home on this one here for the Tuesday nighter.
0: Oh yeah, what a matchup here to close it out! You got the 10:30 general spot for the Red Wings and Sharks here. <laughs> I feel like I have to lean lean toward the Sharks just because the Red Wings are awful on the road. They're 4-11 and 2. They've lost nine of their past 10 road games. Uh, they did beat the Sharks at home 6-2 just just last week, last Tuesday. This would be a, a rematch there. But I feel like the Sharks are a better team on paper. Um, the Red Wings, Larkin is questionable. He might be out. Sharks have a few guys that are questionable. Carlson, Reimer, Couture. So maybe wait maybe wait until see good news on that tomorrow. But I feel like either way here, I like the Sharks. And you know, it's it's the last game of the night. I, I you gotta go with the over. It was a 6-2 final score last time they played. I could see the Sharks putting up some goals here against the Red Wings. I could see the Red Wings putting up goals, especially if, if it's Hill and that, not Reimer. So, my, my play here would be the over five and a half at minus 115.
2: Yeah, I lean that way too. Uh, I would like the Sharks a lot more if they didn't just come back from their long road trip there because the the Red Wings, they've looked god awful on this road trip, especially against the Kings. Oh, holy fuck, right? Yeah. Outshot 27 to 1 in the first period, and uh, <laughs> they did not do much better after that. So, that was an easy winner for us with the Kings. And, uh, they they did it a little better against the Ducks, but uh still they they, they were the, the weaker team there. And uh uh you might think that eventually they'll get up for these games, but uh until we see it, I don't think so. So my lane be the Sharks and the over five and a half for the reasons that Ryan
1: stated. I low key wanted to take Detroit so bad in this game just because I I got I don't know why I just don't like San Jose as a team here. But after watching that LA game, like Joel brought up, getting outshot shot twenty seven to one in the first fucking period, I can't do it. I was sitting on the couch. My girlfriend was watching the game too. I had it on the laptop because I was I don't know why I was fucking betting it, and she was like, "This is the stupidest thing that she's ever seen for Christ's sake." So that speaks volumes right there. At minus 135, you almost have to take San Jose here. I don't see Detroit answering the bell. They have been so bad. It's not even funny. I know Joel brought up a good point. They looked a little bit better when they were playing against Anaheim there, but I don't know, man. Minus 135. Give me San Jose. I,
0: I may look at San Jose on the puck line, plus 170. Just try to get some more Ooh. value out of it, because you know I, I could see the Sharks
1: easily winning by a few goals. Very interesting. That's not a bad point either.
0: Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io, that's SoBet.io today, to join the revolution. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app and don't forget make sure you head over to prizepicks.com and get signed up today to get that 100% deposit bonus using promo code sgp all
1: right fellas that covers <laughs> sorry that covers up our tuesday slate here we got three games on the wednesday docket there were a couple covid cancellations unfortunately at the time of recording the show we do not have any lines for these but we can run through the three and just maybe uh, maybe take a little look about what to expect We'll start it off at 7 p.m. slot here. We have Montreal Canadiens against the Boston Bruins. Game itself is in Boston. This is going to be a fucking bloodbath here. Give me Bruins teams total. Give me fucking Bruins puck line, whatever they're going to be. I don't even know what the over-under is going to be. Maybe the over, because truth be told, Boston's goaltending has been struggling a little bit. Tuka Rask signed a, what was it, a PTO with Providence Bruins. So maybe that'll change coming forward. But for now, I like those three. Yeah, it's
0: probably Bruins team total over maybe the over Bruins have scored five goals in three of their past four games game before that they scored four goals. So over three and a half there. total will probably be over six. I'd probably still take that just because Montreal might be able to score a goal, too, and, and Boston should be able to get probably four or five.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Um uh... There's no other way to look other than Boston this spot. Uh, they're not usually a team to look past teams, especially not when it's the Canadians. They're uh, probably the most bitter rival, so they'll get up for this game, and the Canadians just they can't match up with them. So all over Boston's spot. Um, kind of like the over as well there because Bruins don't have two Rousek yet, and uh, their goaltending is just not there. So uh, maybe if the Canadians get a couple, it'll go over. But uh, Boston Moneyline, probably with other stuff, Boston Regulation, whatever you want. That would be my look.
1: All right, moving down to the 8.30 p.m. slot here. We got probably the better, best game on the three-slate docket here, and this speaks volumes. We got the Seattle Kraken against the Dallas Stars. Game itself is at 8.30. Game is in Dallas. Um, Boys, Dallas has looked okay lately, you know, and keep in mind uh, with their home record of 13-3-1, kind of liking dallas in regulation here unless the money line is paying off like decent like at least i don't know or most maybe like minus 130 minus 135 i would take money line but i'm kind of liking dallas in regulation here
0: yeah i feel like dallas should be a huge favorite in this game but you know it's the kraken and got those at those nerds betting them so it may not be too bad i i love dallas on the money line especially if it's like minus 130 i'm expecting Closer to minus 200, to be honest. Like Dallas has shown they're great at home. They beat Pittsburgh. They beat Florida. They beat Minnesota. Seattle, they've only played three games since returning. They lost all three. See how they do Monday night against Colorado. If they get blown out of the barn, go all in on Dallas on on Wednesday night.
2: Yeah, I also like Dallas' spot. I think their power play can take advantage of uh, Seattle's weak penalty kill and their shitty goaltending, so... Uh, maybe parlayed the stars with the Bruins. I'll probably end up doing that myself. Um, uh, yeah, stars at home. You don't wanna you don't wanna play them. Uh, yeah, yeah especially the way that the Kraken
1: have been playing of late. Um, yep, yeah, give me the stars. You might even be fair off to make that a three-team parlay, bud. Because <laughs> at the 10 p.m. slot, we got the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs on the second night of a back-to-back. Against the AHL, Arizona Coyotes. Game itself is in Arizona. I don't know. This is a shit show, right? Like, what do you <laughs> bet here? Leafs' puck line, maybe? Now, keep in mind, We'll be playing a backup, but when your backup's Peter Mrazek, that's that's not that big of a drop-off either. I think this is kind of Mrazek's time to shine here. He he suffered injury, and Jack Campbell definitely stole the number one job here. Not even stole it. It was supposed to be a platoon. He signed as a 1B, but he just hasn't had a chance to play many games. Maybe this is time to walk into Arizona. Maybe uh, post up a nice little SO here. I'm not going to say the magic word. But with that in mind, I do actually like the under as well. And disregarding what it did just say, the Leafs have a funny way of playing or just getting fucking scored on by guys that used to play for them. It seems like it happens every time. So if you can find a a live bet for maybe a Phil Kessel anytime goal scorer out here, I don't hate that either. Seems like this shit always tends to happen to this team. So I'm looking for that. Give me the under, I don't know, give me a Leafs regulation or puck line and give me a a little sprinkle on a Phil Kessel score on a goal here.
0: I like that castle play there. A, that's a good idea there. And yeah, this is just another big, going to be a big freight, big favorite. You got to take Toronto. They've scored six, four and four in the three games since the break. See how they do in Vegas, but probably take team total over three and a half, possibly the over in the game as well, over five and a half or six, especially if Phil Kessel is going to score, you can get Arizona, get a goal or two. Toronto should score four or five. So overs here, just over team total and over in the game.
2: Austin Matthews return home, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of anytime goal scorers, I think that Austin Matthews to score, Leafs to win, would be a good bet. Um, it seems like he scores almost every game these days, uh, and you know what? His his numbers are actually uh, he should be scoring even more than he is right now. I mean, last year he won the. The Richard, right? But uh, he was overachieving his his numbers there, but this year he's underachieving them, so it might not be a matter of time before uh, he scores even more than he is right now. He's just getting so many chances, and uh, he could be bearing a lot more than he is. So I'm not much of a player prop guy, but if I if I did make a bet on that, that would be my look. Uh, but yeah, the, the under as well, I think. The Coyotes, they can't score, and Campbell's good, so... Uh, even if it's Mrazic, whoever. Uh, Malif, the Leafs defend the front of the net pretty good. So, yeah, it's it's hard to see the this game going over
1: 5.5. I uh, I brought it up. I don't hate the three-team parlay, too, just to sprinkle. Give me Boston, Dallas, Toronto, money Moneylines.
0: Yeah. If you guys had to pick one of the underdogs there, who do you take? you take Seattle? Do you take Arizona at home against the back-to-back Leafs? Uh, you almost have to you take Seattle here. I, I guess, yeah, with their – they can somehow grind out a win against Dallas, like a 2-1 win or something like that.
2: I would actually do the Canadians just because it's such a bitter rivalry, and also some players, they play up for that. So that, that would be my pick, but I, still, I'm not betting it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, fellas, well, so that clears up the Wednesday slate here. We'll jump into our Immortal uh, Locks, Dogs, and Totals. We got some updated uh, lines for how we're all doing here. I'm sitting at minus 5.65 units for the total uh, scheme of things. Ryan's at minus 6.55 units. Uh, Joel's at plus 3.59 units. So Joel's in the lead. It's kind of a little unfair. I didn't have any picks last week, so I imagine the way I've been picking, I'd be even lower. And Ryan and I would still be battling out for that last slot here. But that's all going to turn around this week, right, fella? We're both going fucking 3-0 and here on this one. Speaking oh, yeah. of which, Ryan, kick us off, bud. All
0: right, I've used this line before, but you know what? I'm not ashamed to use it again. It's getting really cold outside. Put on those motherfucking jackets. Minus 105 at home against the Blackhawks. They're a great home team. Blackhawks just coming off an emotional victory. I think like that's a great line there at minus 105. Uh, my dog is going to be the Predators at plus 135. I feel like another great line for for a home dog there against the Avalanche on a back-to-back. UC stars hopefully putting up a great performance. And then for my total, I have the Hurricanes at Flyers over five and a half at minus 120. Hurricanes could score six themselves. I could see could see a lot of goals in this game. I I, I that's my over there, 5.5 at minus 120. For
2: myself, I'm going with the Penguins as my lock. Uh, great road team. Jari's playing out of his mind. Um, and the Ducks, uh, they're, they're just uh, they a good team, but uh, I think the Penguins are a step above. My dog, I can't find a good dog worth betting in the slate here, so I'm going to go with the Canes, minus 1.5, plus 125. They should uh, walk these damn flyers. And my total will be the Canucks and the Panthers, over 6, minus 120. Uh, it seems like every Panthers game is going over, and it seems like every Canucks game should go over. I think they, they'll find a, a two or three goals themselves. And uh, as long as Demko or Bobrovsky doesn't steal a show, that, that should be an easy win there.
1: All right. For my lock here, I got, of course, Toronto Maple Leafs money line versus Vegas minus 105. I said it. Fuck Vegas. Leafs are going to bounce back here against that uh, that upsetting loss we had against Colorado. Give me Leafs money line for my dog. Anaheim at home in the Quack Palace versus Pittsburgh, uh, paying off plus one twenty-five. Penguins are good. Penguins are hot lately, but uh, I'm hoping my boys can kind of shut them down a little bit. Quack quack motherfuckers! Ducks versus Penguins, it's a bird game. I didn't even notice that. Pretty cool. Um, and then for my total, give me Nashville versus Colorado under six point five and minus one fifteen. We talked about it up before. Six point five is a pretty big goddamn number here. The way UC Saros has been playing, I don't see it happening. Uh, and as well Colorado on the second night of a back-to-back. So maybe their offense will be limiting a bit and no Gabriel Lanneskog, I believe, correct?
0: Yeah, he's in COVID.
1: Yeah, so there you go. I like that under even more there. So hopefully uh, Ryan and I can change uh, change the tides a little bit here. All right, boys, that, uh, that pretty much wraps everything up here. It kind of sucks we only had a three-game slate on the Wednesday. I think there was supposed to be five or six games, but uh, a couple COVID cancellations. But, hey, that's the NHL in 2022. What can you do? Um, Before we do end here, we'll tell everybody, remind again, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Like we said earlier, college hoops playing, uh, NFL playoffs kicking off, NHL. Tons of good information to check out on the website. And, of course, none other than all of our friends in the Slack group. If you're not in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group, especially the hockey channel, you're missing out man it, it's an absolute fucking blast ryan's killing every player with uh, player props joel's always in there talking shit i'll throw a couple khl bets or something like that in there join the goddamn slack group
0: yeah for that you can just go to sg.pn slash slack or reach out to any of us on twitter or anything just we'll, we'll point you in the right direction also make sure you're, you're subscribed to the hockey gambling podcast feed uh you can go to apple and go to sg.pn slash hockey for spotify you can go to sg.pn slash hockey s or just search hockey gambling podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts us a five-star rating and review and let us know what you think
1: all right and before we do go here boys tonight is the college football championship game we have alabama against georgia any uh any little i know obviously the one here you know everybody won't hear this until tomorrow so it won't matter anyways but uh any little bets for sprinkling here boys or what
0: that's all, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I've been betting Georgia ever since the uh, last year's championship game. I immediately bet Georgia, and I've been betting ever since, so I've got a lot riding in this game. I did take a little damage, a little hedge, but uh, needless to say, I am massively invested in this game, so let's go, Dogs. I, th- I think they do win anyway, but uh, I'm fucking nervous.
1: <laughs> Spread's at minus three, right? I think it started off minus two and a half, but I saw it got bet down a little bit, or bet up, rather. I got a bit of money on the over here. I think when I saw it, it was at like 53 and a half when I got in on it. So fingers crossed we'll have a bit of a shootout tonight, but who fucking knows it. Eh? All right, guys, I am Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94.
0: I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertssop. I'm
2: Joel Meyer. And you can find me coughing up the lemon bile I've been saving up during the recording.
1: <laughs> COVID lung, baby. <laughs> All right. Peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.